As the Lord may be pleased to help us this morning, that is yourselves in hearing and myself in speaking, I'd like to invite your prayerful attention to the chapter we read together, John chapter 10, and we'll take as our text verse 27. John chapter 10 and verse 27, that is John chapter 10 page 993 for those online with the Ruby Bible. And we do pray for help and guidance as we look at this, what I feel is the most sacred chapter in the Word of God. All scripture is given by inspiration of the Spirit and is profitable But here we have the words of our Lord Jesus Christ, who is that one good shepherd. And uh, he, it is, who makes himself known to those who are eternally designed to be saved. And what we see here, and although we take verse 27 as our text, we will be looking at the context of this chapter, and what we see straight away in the preceding verses is a great distinction, a great divide between those who dearly love our Lord Jesus as their Saviour and those who sadly are in unbelief. We cannot begin to describe the situation of those who reject the way of eternal life. Our Lord Jesus at one time looked down on Jerusalem and he said, Oh, that I could have gathered you as the hen gathers her chicks. You know, um, you don't see it so much now, but years ago, a cluck hen would sit on those eggs and hatch them out. And that hen was very protective of those, that clutch of of chicks when they hatched out. And every so often, if they began to wander away, she would call them, they would come, and she would crouch down and keep them warm. That's the picture of the love of our Lord Jesus towards his people but of those in Jerusalem our Lord Jesus said from his heart oh that I would have gathered you but ye would not but ye would not it's very solemn to reject the glorious gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ and uh, what we see in this extremely solemn thing of rejecting the Lord Jesus Christ, we see it here, if we read from verse 22, and it was at Jerusalem, the feast of the dedication, and it was winter, and Jesus walked in the temple in Solomon's porch. This um, porch was not actually built by Solomon, it was 
in the same place as the original temple when it was rebuilt. That location was revered by the Sanhedrin, those who were uh, professing people of great religion, and yet sadly many of them did not possess the wonders of grace at work in their hearts. And so these people were in that solemn situation. Years before, the temple had been profaned and defiled, and uh, then it was renewed. And this annual feast, many Bible scholars believe that it was kept in December. It says it was winter here in the scriptures. And that's about the time of the year that they would keep this feast of the uh, dedication of the altar. But they completely ignored the fact that our Lord Jesus was there. God, in the form of a man, was there. He who is the good shepherd was there. And he was willing to teach. He was attending and, of course, ready to show great kindness to all who would hear, all who would come under the sound and the teaching of his wonderful words of life. But they would not. And we can tell, even by their words and their attitude, it would seem that they were blaming the Lord Jesus for keeping them in doubt. Just as though he made them doubt as to who he truly is. They must have had much scripture that they could have looked at to know that the Lord Jesus is who he is. And of course, there were already records being kept at this time, and those dear shepherds at the birth of the Lord Jesus, very humble they were, watching their flocks by night, and we have a clear record of it in Luke's Gospel, that the angel of the Lord came upon them, And the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. The message from the angel, an angel is one of God's messengers, who comes in the form, in angelic form, and uh, the message was, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people, that is, Jews and Gentiles. And he went on to say, this shall be a sign unto you. And he told them where to find the Lord Jesus. You will find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And uh, then all of a sudden there was a host, a heavenly host, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. It was God's goodwill. And in his time and way, the Lord Jesus came to this world. And he came to do love's redeeming work. And John begins this um, gospel 
with those words, He came to his own, and his own received him not. That's who these people sadly were. <clears throat> but, I think we can always rejoice when we see a but in the Bible. But, as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to those that believe in his name, <clears throat> which were born, not of the will of man, nor of the will of the flesh, but of God. <clears throat> and this same Lord Jesus, <clears throat> he made it very clear in the scriptures <clears throat> that no man takes my life from me. I have power to lay it down. I have power to take it again. This I have received from my Father. <clears throat> and so we see in this chapter this great divide for as many as received him to them gave he power to become the sons of God even to those that believe on his name <clears throat> now these are the sheep for whom our Lord Jesus came to this world to give his life to pay the ransom to satisfy God's righteous justice and to make for them that place in heaven secure he said I go <clears throat> to prepare a place for you and if I go and prepare a place for you I will it's one of those I wills I will come <clears throat> and receive you to myself that where I am <clears throat> there you may be also I'd like to look at this subject this morning from four headings that are already in the scripture my sheep my voice I know them they follow me <clears throat> we read in verse 3 of these people who are his sheep to him the porter openeth the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. <clears throat> Who is the porter? <clears throat> well, in, in Eastern customs, <clears throat> the porter of a household was entrusted with the key. <clears throat> he had the um, authority, he was entrusted by the master of the house, to give entrance to those who came into the house. And I feel sure this is a type of the person of the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> and the Holy Spirit does not speak of himself, no. <clears throat> he takes of the things of Jesus and reveals them to us. I feel very concerned sometimes when you hear people say, <clears throat> the Holy Spirit told me this, the Holy Spirit told me that. <clears throat> The Holy Spirit speaks of the things of God and he makes them <clears throat> known in a real and effectual way. Praise his great name. And uh, the sheep, <clears throat> the sheep are those who hear his voice and they are eternally designed to be saved. <clears throat> even from before the foundation of the world. 
and they are purchased. <clears throat> that word that was given to <clears throat> Joseph and poor Joseph, the earthly father of our Lord Jesus, <clears throat> must have been a very concerned man. <clears throat> and uh, he must have been tormented in his mind <clears throat> before um, taking Mary to be his wife, found to be with child. <clears throat> and uh, he loved her sufficiently that he would have willingly have hidden her up. But God spoke to him through an angel. Fear not to take unto you Mary to be thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she shall bring forth a son. And though Joseph, he was given that privilege and that responsibility, thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sin. Surely this singles out who the Lord Jesus is. He shall save his people from their sin. <laughs> and his people therefore, because the Lord Jesus has given his life for the sheep, as we read <clears throat> in the scriptures here, the good shepherd gives his life Lay down his life for the sheep. He says, I lay down my life for the sheep. Verse 15. <clears throat> and sheep must have a shepherd. I think I can rightly say that <clears throat> most other, other animals, if you let them loose, they could survive somehow. Pigs could find their way by sticking their snout in the, in the ground and they can <clears throat> eat roots, they can find food and uh, they will survive quite well. And cattle, provided there's something green to eat, <clears throat> they can live. <clears throat> there's a herd of cattle up in Scotland that uh, we saw <clears throat> some years ago and they've survived for generations untouched by mankind and they survive they live quite wild a place called <clears throat> Chillingdon I think it's called and uh, but, but sheep <clears throat> must have a shepherd and I think we can trace this right from creation <clears throat> Adam Abel was a shepherd because he brought a lamb for a sacrifice. <clears throat> and right through history, we have Adam, Abel, Abraham, Moses, Amos, David, and so on. There's a whole list of people through the Old Testament <clears throat> who cared for sheep. It would seem that <clears throat> Moses works as a shepherd before he was um, singled out by God to lead the children of Israel out of Egyptian slavery. What a wonderful apprenticeship, being a shepherd, caring for sheep, before he moved on <coughs> to shepherd God's people and bring them 
across that uh, 40 years in the wilderness. Sheep must have a shepherd. Their feet need to be attended to. Their fleece needs to be disinfected. And a a shepherd also has to inspect their teeth. I worked on farms years ago. I never had much to do with sheep. But there was a neighbouring farmer that I knew very well. And uh, he was showing me some sheep one day. And uh, I said to him, that's a fine looking ewe. He said, that's interesting, Phil, because you wouldn't have recognised it years ago. He said, when that was born, that little lamb was born very early. And uh, for some reason, it laid down and I thought it was dead. And this um, man, he always used to wear a big brown coat. He picked this little lamb up that he thought might be dead and put it in his coat pocket. And he went about doing his other lambing and caring for his sheep. And he could feel this lamb moving about. The warmth of his coat had revived the lamb. He said, he said, it's a miracle this one's alive. And there it was, a fine-looking Kent Romney ewe. And uh, it's the mark of a shepherd that he cares for his sheep. And the thoughts occurred to me that so often a shepherd will go out of his way to care for sheep in need. That little lamb, he might have left it thinking it was dead. And within a matter of an hour or two, a fox would have smelt it and come and dispatched it. But being a shepherd, he cared for it. Now in a far greater way, I feel sure that God looks on his people and he sees them exactly as they are. Now his sheep, he sees them in all their need, in all their helplessness. It is he who takes care of them and brings them into his fold. We have that wonderful um, parable in Luke 15 of the good shepherd. One sheep went straying. It's not unusual We are kept by the power of God. If we stray from the power of God, we are straying. We need to be brought back to where we should be. And that shepherd, in that parable, the Lord Jesus teaches, and all those parables have the same theme, lost and found. But this one, we don't read that the shepherd went looking for that sheep in case he might find it. No. God's grace is irresistible. God's grace is effectual. We read quite distinctly in that parable in Luke 15, he looked until he found it. Until he found it. And so that sheep that was 
lost and straying, <clears throat> he looked until he found it, and when he had found it, <clears throat> did he drive it home? No, he picked it up and carried it home. <clears throat> it was brought back in, into safety <clears throat> by the power of the shepherd, carrying on his shoulders. And uh, <clears throat> it was a time of rejoicing. Rejoice with me, for I have found <clears throat> what? The sheep, no, my sheep, which was lost. He brought it home rejoicing. <clears throat> and uh, this power <clears throat> and this care of the Good Shepherd is the same yesterday, today, and forever. <clears throat> that word, I am. <clears throat> seems to be very um, prominent in this passage of scripture. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. And verse 11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. Verse 14, I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and am known of mine. And therefore, we should ever rejoice that we are not kept in our own strengths. No, we are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, we read, don't we? <clears throat> Ready to be revealed at the last time. What a blessing this is to know this good shepherd. <clears throat> I don't know who I'm speaking to online, but dear friend, <clears throat> if God has awakened you to a felt sense of your need to know this good shepherd, God is already at work in you. and be, He'll be pleased <clears throat> to hear your prayers that you might know that keeping grace, <clears throat> that strength of his at work in you, that you might be kept, kept by the power of God, kept by that good shepherd, that good shepherd. The Lord Jesus himself said of himself, who giveth his life for the sheep. He has paid the price. Therefore, his sheep are all his purchased possessions and he knows them individually and he says they are my sheep he also says <clears throat> my voice my sheep hear my voice it's a wonderful blessing <clears throat> to hear the voice of God isn't it <clears throat> it's a wonderful blessing <clears throat> and uh, we sometimes sing a hymn and uh, <clears throat> God's voice <clears throat> he makes known when he calls his people by their effectual calling. <clears throat> and good John Kent <clears throat> wrote a hymn you'll find it in Gadsby's number 76 There is a period known to God when all his sheep 
redeemed by blood, shall leave the hateful ways of sin, turn to the fold, and enter in. At peace with hell, with God at war, in sin's dark maze they wander far, indulge their lust and still go on as far from God as sheep can run. But, <clears throat> but see how heaven's indulgent care attends their wanderings here and there, still hard at heel, where'er they stray, with pricking thorns to hedge their way. <clears throat> and then, I think it's the last verse in that hymn, verse 6, <clears throat> the appointed time rolls on apace, not to propose, but call by grace to change the heart, renew the will, and turn the feet to Zion's hill. <clears throat> this is the blessing that comes to those <clears throat> who hear the voice. Do you and I know this voice? <clears throat> Do we look forward to the next time that we hear it? We can hear it. <clears throat> we can hear it while we read his word, while we sing his praise, and while we hear the preaching of the word. God can um, use his servants as, as a channel whereby the voice it may not be an audible voice, but it can be a, a voice that our very heart and soul can rejoice in because <clears throat> the word of, the God, of God can come expressly to us and meet our need. <clears throat> God knows. God looks into the heart and soul of his people and uh, <clears throat> he can make his voice known we can <clears throat> so often identify a person by their voice some years ago I met a, a lady who's almost completely blind <clears throat> and uh, I spoke to her and she I hadn't seen her for a matter of three or four years <clears throat> And she answered me by name. And uh, I didn't make much of it, but <clears throat> apparently, with losing her sight, she's got a very good ear for sound. And she can identify someone by their voice. And what a wonderful blessing this is. <clears throat> but um, to know the voice of God when he speaks to his people is a wonderful blessing. <clears throat> Think of uh, those in the scriptures who heard the voice of the Lord Jesus. We have the uh, case of our dear friend Bartimaeus who sat by the highway begging. <clears throat> He'd never seen Jesus. These people that were in contention with the Lord Jesus in this chapter. They saw Jesus, but they didn't recognize him as to who he was, co-equal and co-eternal with his heavenly Father. He is God. He said, I and my Father are one. But they didn't recognize him, and they saw him. Bartimaeus had obviously heard of Jesus, and he believes who Jesus really is. 
And in the Gospels we read that <clears throat> Jesus was passing by in Jericho and a great number of people, Bartimaeus asked what it meant. <clears throat> he could hear the people passing by and he inquired. What a blessing it is when people are given a, an inquiring spirit. And they told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. Now did did Bartimaeus <clears throat> call out, Jesus of Nazareth, have mercy on me? Now that dear man <clears throat> recognized the Lord Jesus as his, as his shepherd. <clears throat> and his true title, because he was a descendant of David, and yet he was great David's greater son, he cried out, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Now this identified the Lord Jesus to who he truly is. The, one, the only one who came to this earth and lived a perfect life and then could give his perfect life a ransom for many. A true type of the Passover lamb without blemish. Bartimaeus was quite right. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. The poor man couldn't see, but his voice was strong. He could be heard, and he would not be silenced, would he? Those about him tried to quiet him down, but he cried out it more. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be brought. He heard the voice of Jesus commanding him to be brought to him. People are brought to Jesus <clears throat> by divine command. And uh, they hear his voice. They hear his voice. What a blessing it is if we do know the voice of Jesus. <clears throat> and what did Jesus say to this man? What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? <clears throat> what a question. But what an answer he gave. Lord, he referred to him as his Lord. Lord, <clears throat> that I might receive my sight. <clears throat> the Lord Jesus commanded his sight <clears throat> to be given. And he said, receive thy sight. Thy faith has made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight. <clears throat> and what do we read? And he followed Jesus in the way. His miracle of having received sight, <clears throat> he kept Jesus in view and followed him. And where was Jesus going? He didn't go back to Jericho again after that, did he? No, <clears throat> he was on his way to Jerusalem to do love's redeeming work. He followed Jesus. He joined himself to those who were already following Jesus. <clears throat> and dear friends whoever you are listening this morning if you hear the voice of Jesus <clears throat> you do well to join with those who are already following Jesus and keep Jesus the good shepherd in view <clears throat> my sheep 
hear my voice. And he says, and I know them. I know them. He knows them because it was in God's eternal design before the foundation of the world. And uh, if we can go back to our hymn book again, this has just come suddenly to my mind. It was fixed in God's eternal mind when his dear sons should mercy find from everlasting he decreed when every good should be conveyed. And uh, the hymn goes on. Determined was the manner how eternal favours he'd bestow. Yes, he decreed the very place where he would show triumphant grace. God eternally made appointments for his people. In a certain place, a certain time, he had designed that they would hear and know him. They would hear his voice and know it to be his voice. By effectual calling, they are brought into his kingdom. He knows them as individuals. Just as that shepherd I was talking about knew that sheep. He knew it as a little helpless lamb that he put in his coat pocket. He watched it all the way along. It was his sheep and he knew it. And the Lord Jesus has left it on record. My sheep hear my voice and I know them. He knows them as individuals. And uh, it is God who has commanded that he would know them. When the Apostle Paul wrote those encouraging words to those Corinthian believers, he went right back to creation. And he said, God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in your hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. For we have this treasure in earthen vessels, earthen vessels. God created mankind out of the dust of the earth, out of the clay, out of the soil. And... uh, He quite rightly refers to his people as earthen vessels. The blessing is the treasure that that earthen vessel contains. And what a blessing it is beyond all estimation to be one of his sheep, to hear his voice and realize that he knows us. And... uh, If we move on just a few pages to John 17, it's a remarkable thing that when our Lord Jesus was praying for his disciples 
shortly before he was betrayed and taken for that uh, trial and uh, he gave his life to redeem lost souls in John 17 we have a record of his prayer you can imagine him praying with his disciples round him and then when we get to the 20th verse in that chapter he says neither pray I for these alone but for them also which shall believe on me through their word and he goes on to say about his sheep that he knows for he says that they may be one even as thou father art in me and I in thee that they also may be one in us that the world may believe that thou hast sent me what a blessing to think that our Lord Jesus prayed for the likes of us how unworthy we feel but what a blessing it is that our Lord Jesus is that good shepherd I am he says the good shepherd I am the door years ago when we were in Israel we went to a it was called a Bible Resources Centre and there they had a sheepfold a rock wall it had brambles on top big thorns run built just lodged into the rock work at the top of the wall because uh, apparently wolves are very wary of jumping over things that might scratch them underneath and if they see thorns they won't attempt to jump up over a wall but the bit that was most interesting was there was a doorway wide enough for a sheep to get through and a person could fit through but it was a doorway there was no door no hinges no door there the shepherd himself would be the door he would rest at night in the doorway therefore the Lord Jesus picks up this picture he says I am the door by me if any man enter in he shall be saved in Pilgrim's Progress somewhere we read how that uh, someone tried to uh, come alongside and enter into eternal life but they hadn't come through the door I must read it again and get it more clearly in my mind but uh, it emphasises the fact and dear John Bunyan makes it clear that there's only one way to enter into eternal life and that is through the door the Lord Jesus himself being the door I am the door by me If any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. There's only one way of salvation, and that is through our Lord Jesus Christ. And of course, the Lord Jesus was speaking here, and we have it so clearly in verse 16. He says, other sheep I have which are not of this fold. 
them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice, and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. He knows them, Jews and Gentiles, and that's why when uh, the Apostle Paul was singled out as a servant of God and a follower of the Lord Jesus, the Lord Jesus spoke to him clearly as to what he should do. His work was to spread the gospel in those early New Testament days and make it known to the Gentiles. Other sheep I have, they shall hear my voice. And he knows them. To all people, Jews and Gentiles. And we read in the scriptures where our Lord says, This people have I formed for myself. They shall show forth my praise. And uh, therefore, in every corner of the world, north, south, east and west, there will be a people who are known eternally of God, and in time he makes himself known to them. He says, I know them. And they will be brought into a a living relationship with himself. And that's why we should uh, pray for and support such work as the Trinitarian Bible Society in the uh, publication of the Holy Scriptures, that these people might prove to be those whom the Lord Jesus has eternally known, among those who he has formed for himself. He says, I know them. Because by his Spirit, he dwells in them. Therefore doth my Father love me, because I lay down my life, that I might take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down. I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received from my Father. (coughs) The Lord Jesus, having given his life a ransom for many, is he who, after he had risen again from the dead, he made a tremendous statement. He said, all power is given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and teach all nations. What a blessing it is that our Lord Jesus is a risen saviour. And those... who are his sheep, who hear his voice, and who he knows are those who follow him. What a blessing it is to be completely dependent on this good shepherd. And the security he gives is remarkable, isn't it? Just look at verse 29. In a few words there we have volumes to encourage us. My father, he said, verse 29 in this 10th chapter, my father which gave them me is greater than all and 
no man is able to pluck them out of my father's hand. I and my father are one. What a tremendous statement. What security, what blessing. <clears throat> he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. And he says, no one is able to pluck them out of his hands. His father's hands, he says, and I and my father are one. <clears throat> that oft-repeated verse, that the eternal God is our refuge, and underneath are the everlasting arms, is a great truth, isn't it? <clears throat> a truth <clears throat> which cannot fail. Underneath all <clears throat> that goes on in our lives, those everlasting arms, which cannot fail, are there. And we can never drop below the safety of those everlasting arms, can we? <clears throat> no man is able to pluck them out of my father's hand. <clears throat> After the glorious resurrection of our Lord Jesus, <clears throat> that word went forth. <clears throat> Go and tell his disciples <clears throat> and Peter that he is risen from the dead. It's most encouraging to read that, isn't it? Poor Peter, he who said to the Lord Jesus, Though all men forsake thee, yet will not I. <clears throat> and the Lord Jesus had a special work to perform in Peter's heart and soul and life. <clears throat> he said, Simon, Simon, Satan hath desired to have thee, that he may sift thee as wheat. But the Lord Jesus says, I have prayed for you that your faith fail not. What happened? <clears throat> well, within a short time, Peter had three times denied the Lord Jesus. And we read <clears throat> that Jesus didn't say anything to him. <clears throat> but we read the Lord Jesus turned and looked at Peter. And Peter went out and wept bitterly. <clears throat> But Peter still followed. <clears throat> we read, <clears throat> and Peter followed afar off. Yes, Peter kept his eye on the Lord Jesus. And Peter might have thought <clears throat> that he'd gone too far. But the Lord Jesus <clears throat> had a wonderful work for Peter to do. And the fact that he was brought into this <clears throat> dark situation and that the Lord Jesus restored him. <clears throat> it was Peter who was singled out to make known <clears throat> even to the likes of these people who opposed the Lord Jesus in this chapter. Peter was empowered by God to preach to them. <clears throat> and uh, many souls were saved, weren't they? <clears throat> Through the preaching of the Lord Jesus by the Apostle Peter. I remember <clears throat> our dear old pastor Dawson saying at one time 
that when Peter, when Peter had been brought through Satan's sieve, <clears throat> he was just about the right size Peter to preach the gospel because his whole dependence was on God and not on his own strength. <clears throat> and uh, that's one of those things that's stuck in my mind. <clears throat> How humble we need to be depending <clears throat> on God to work in us that we might be among those who are his sheep, who hear his voice. He knows them and they follow him. Peter followed. <clears throat> the Lord Jesus also said to Peter when he made known to him that he would go through that trial. <clears throat> he said, when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. And this he did. <clears throat> he strengthened them with that convicting preaching whereby souls were awakened and brought to a saving knowledge of our Lord Jesus. They said, what shall we do? He said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And this they did. And so, <clears throat> may the Lord bless these few remarks this morning and may he speak to us as his sheep. May we hear his voice. May we be among those whom he knows and may we be given grace to follow him, our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. <clears throat>